hello, and welcome to Allegedly Astrology. Each week, we break down the astrology that happened during some of the biggest scandals and events in history. Yeah, and thank you everyone for listening. If you want to support us even more, you can leave a five-star review and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you listen on. And if you do leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and DM us a screenshot of that review, we'll make you a custom meme of your big three and send you a quick write-up about it. We also have a bunch of stuff on TeePublic, so head there for sweatshirts, t-shirts, stickers, and a whole bunch of other stuff. And you can follow us for Allegedly Astrology on Instagram, Reddit, Hey Hero, and TikTok, and Allegedly Astro on Twitter. And you can visit our website, allegedlyastrology.com, to learn more about us, look at some transcripts of the show, and book a reading with Dana. So today, we're heading down south to New Mexico to talk about a tragedy that should have never happened. So Dana, what's our topic for today? Today we're talking about the Rust shooting and comparing it to Brandon Lee's death, which happened during the filming of The Crow. Yes. The tragic shooting of director of photography Helena Hutchins and wounding of director Joel Souza on the set of the movie Rust made headlines everywhere and brought to light the importance of safety regulations on set. So let's learn a little bit more about what happened during the Rust filming and how it went so so badly wrong okay so russ is a western movie it was being filmed in new mexico and it stars hilarious husband actor alec Mm -hmm. baldwin the whole film was like very low budget and it it started off pretty rocky there had been a lot of complaints from the crew which we'll get into later but when the shooting happened alec baldwin was rehearsing for a scene Yes, and if you don't know who Hilaria is, go back to our previous episodes where we talk about how she is allegedly not Spanish. It is one you won't want to miss. But back to Alec Baldwin and Rust. So in the scene, Alec Baldwin was cocking the gun and Helena was by him going over how she wanted to position his hand on the gun. And the reason why she was doing this is because she was the director of photography, a.k.a. the DP. The DP is in charge of how everything in every scene looks. So she was probably giving him some very specific directions on how she wanted his hand to be on the gun. Yeah, so she's moving his hand around to get the right angle, and the gun goes off, shooting Helena in the shoulder and grazing Joel. What Alex said happened was that he was holding the gun where Helena had said, and he cocked the gun, like, in that moment. Yes, and that's that, like, <laughs> I don't know if I did that right. You did, I think. Uh, that sort of, like, yeah. I don't know how to do it, like, the sound you hear in movies. It means the gun is ready so that when you pull the trigger, it will fire. So Alec is like, yo, does this look good? Then he lets go of the hammer, which is the back card of the gun. And it's what also kicks the bullet from being fired from the gun when you pull the trigger. So when he let the hammer go, the gun goes off. And according to Alec, he like never pulled the trigger. Like that was not a thing that happened. He just pulled the hammer back. So now from one bullet, we have two injuries. And suddenly everyone on the set is like, what the fuck just happened? So shooting his paws. Helena is airlifted to the hospital, but unfortunately, she dies from her injuries. Yes. And when we say shooting, we're talking about shooting of the film. I know there's a lot of shooting, filming, gun references in here, so stick with us. Um, Have a phone. And yes. But 
Let's learn about Helena a little bit. So she was born in Ukraine, but was living in Los Angeles. She was named one of America's cinematography rising stars in 2019 and has been credited in the production of 49 film, TV, and video titles. So um, what was happening in her chart that day, Dana? The shooting happened on October 21st, 2021 at 1.50 in Santa Fe, New Mexico. And Helena was born on April 10th, 1979 in Gorodets Zitomir, oh Ukraine. <laughs> um, my grandma will kill me for butchering that. She'll never hear this, though. Helena had her sun and Mars in Aries, tightly opposite her Pluto in Libra. The sun is our spirit. Mars is our, like, drive. Um, and Pluto is a sociopath. And so anytime, like, there's an aspect, it's it could indicate war in, like, the simplest terms. And the entirety of Rust was shot during, like, an extremely fraught Libra season, which would, like, light up this entire axis of Helena's chart for, like, a super extended period of time. And also on top of that, Chiron was in Aries, like, crossing over her placements for the past uh, three years. And Chiron is just, like, uh, the planet of wounding. And so this is, like, a literal interpretation of that. Also, I checked Helena's progress chart, and the transiting North Node was, like, conjunct her progressed sun in Gemini to the degree when she was killed. And the North Node is like an eclipse point that triggers faded events, and the Sun is the human spirit. So these are like extremely tense aspects, but without her rising, we can't like make any confident speculations. Okay, so the transit chart is pretty wild. Mercury stationed direct at 10 degrees Libra, and Jupiter stationed direct at 22 degrees Aquarius three days earlier. And so stationary planets in a chart like will make the energy loud. So if that's because they appear closer to Earth and they look like they're not moving. So Mercury and Libra stationary will be like everyone trying to accommodate each other and like not trying to walk on each other's toes. And then when that's co-present with Libra, it's going to be like everyone's walking on eggshells. No one really wants to make a fuss, but like things really maybe aren't, you know, getting worked out. Mm. Jupiter in Aquarius, though, could be like unionizing and like fighting for your rights. But um, Pluto was also exactly conjunct the Ascendant in Capricorn, like at the minute she was shot. And the ascendant of any chart is like, it's the actor in the chart. The descendant is who's being acted upon. The midheaven is the action. And the IC is like the result or the ending. So Pluto on the ascendant is like, again, the sociopath of the zodiac. And so the sociopath is committing the act, right? Well, I mean, it's actually Alec Baldwin. But <laughs> also like in the moon, Uranus and IC were all tightly conjunct in Taurus. And so the moon is like literally physically bodies and women and Uranus is shocking situations and explosions. And then the IC again relates to endings. Right. And it seems like from what we know, we'll get into it a little bit, but that this whole set was just very fraught. And so this kind of aligns with what Dana was mentioning was like a really tense fraught Libra season. So probably not the best time to shoot a low budget indie film, but (laughs) After the incident, Alec Baldwin went on Twitter to offer his condolences and said that he was fully cooperating with investigators. And in a later interview, he said he feels that someone is responsible for what happened and he doesn't know who that is exactly, (laughs) but he knows it is not him. What a psycho. (laughs) So obviously this day was very crazy. So what was going on with Alec Baldwin's chart that day? Okay, we don't have a birth time for Alec, but we know that he was born on the same day as a full moon in 13 degrees of Libra. So I did that chart. And that's the exact degree of the moon that occurred on the day they started shooting. And so it's like pretty rare for a lunation to occur in the same degree. Um, So it is significant. Like I just checked, uh, we just had a new moon at 12 degrees Aquarius and I checked because that's my descendant and that has only happened two other times in my life. Whoa. So what happened to you this time? (laughs) 
I think we podcasted. <laughs> um, so it's really cool. But yeah, so Alec, uh, yeah, so he's born on this full moon. Um, and the full moon is when the sun is opposite the moon. Oppositions, again, in astrology are aspects of war or lawsuits. And especially with mm. the moon in Libra, which is the sign of justice, and the sun of Aries, which is the individual. Like, we could interpret this as a new moon activating this opposition um, in his, like, a very significant place for him. So it's kind of, like, maybe triggering a lawsuit for him. I'm not trying to, like, minimize the event. I just can't see any, like, extreme... Tra- like, I don't see him shooting people in a chart. Although, if we wanted to speculate where that would be, Mars uh, Mars and Uranus are both, like, the planets of guns in astrology. And on Whoa. this day, Uranus was in, like, an exact square with Alex, Mars, and Aquarius. So squares are, like, aspects of tension, and Uranus is, like, an extreme surprise. So I guess... Like, a gun that you don't think is loaded going off is pretty much this aspect in manifestation. Yeah. So literal yet again. That's, like, crazy. But after news of Helena dying broke, all these tributes poured in for her. People really loved her. Colleagues said she was brilliant and she was, like, super committed, taken too soon. Her death left everyone wondering, you know, like, how could this happen? It's, like, 2021. And in order to understand how this happened, we have to learn – about an until like recently pretty unknown crew member of the set, and that person is the armorer. Yes, and an armorer is the person that's responsible for guns on film and TV sets. Obviously, not every film and TV set shoot has guns on set, but when they do, they have to have an armor. It's something that is required by law. And so not only do they, you know, like set up the guns, but they teach actors and stunt people how to use and handle the gun that's going to be used in their scene. You know, obviously they want it to look realistic, but they also do safety checks. Um, they check what kind of bullets go in the gun and they are supposed to stay near the guns at all times. And obviously guns on set are not supposed to have real bullets, but that is the armor's job to check. Yes. And gun safety, it probably shouldn't come as any surprise, but gun safety on film sets is not regulated. So it kind of just depends on the set you're on and who's in charge for like how it's going to go. But in a perfect world, when it's time to use a gun, the armor comes out with a lock card of weapons that has been checked. And then the assistant director checks the gun again, just to be sure that everything's cool. Then the armorer hands the gun to the talent and announces hot gun if there are blanks or cold gun if it has dummies. And then the hot or cold gun is announced again by the assistant director to the whole set. So like everyone knows like what's up. Yes. And blanks mean the gun is loaded with cartridges of gunpowder to just like create a bang and like a flash when the gun is fired. So you'd use this in a shootout scene where you want a lot of pageantry and drama and dummies don't have gunpowder in them, but they're stand-ins for real bullets. So you'd use them when you're showing off like bullets and you want them to look real. Yeah, and this seems boring as hell, but it's, like, important (laughs) for what happens. So on the rust set, the armorer was a 24-year-old girl named Hannah Gutierrez-Reed. She's the daughter of, like, a longtime Hollywood armorer. His name is Thel Reed, and this was her second movie as head armorer. Before rust, she had gone on a podcast to talk about her job, and she said that she figured out most of the job requirements on her own, which is sad. 
Yikes. Yeah. Um, Hollywood nepotism rearing its ugly head. But (laughs) as a new armor in the business, she faced a lot of criticism. On her previous movie, The Old Way, a person that was on set said that Hannah's behavior caused Nicolas Cage to freak out on her (laughs) and storm off set after she fired a gun near the cast and crew for the second time in three (laughs) days without a warning. Um, (laughs) Like, can you imagine getting freaked out on by Nicolas Cage. Oh my God. Literally, that's what I was thinking the whole time. I was like, imagine him like just screaming at you. (laughs) I mean, rightfully so. Anyway, Nicolas Cage said there was also considerably less attention given to gun safety on set than he had previously encountered. So not a good look. No. And during the rust filming, crew members actually walked off set to protest terrible working conditions six hours before Helena was shot and they were replaced with a new crew. So the crew that walked off said that, you know, production wasn't following safety protocols. Guns weren't being inspected properly and there were accidental gun just charges on set and there weren't any safety meetings. So just like nothing is happening that is supposed to happen with safety. Yeah, but that wasn't all. Other complaints stemmed from everything being rushed. The pay was super low. COVID protocols were basically non-existent. There were extremely long hours. Um, You know, some crew have said that they weren't being overworked, but, you know, we're just... We're just saying what what we heard from from crew members. Um, The crew was being housed super far away from set, so they would spend all day working and then need to drive over an hour to get back to where they were staying, making the days even longer. So like we mentioned, overall, Rust was just a giant shit show, extremely fraught, tons of tensions, riding high. So what's the the chart for, for this film in general? Okay, so shooting began on October 6, 2021, and this also coincided with the new moon in Libra, so I just used that time. And the new moon in Libra was exactly conjunct Mars and co-present with Mercury retrograde. So this is, like, definitely not elected by an astrologer that wasn't in the budget. (laughs) New moons in Libra are, like, usually, like, the cuffing season kickoff, but Mars was having, like, a really hard time in Libra. Mars, Mars always has a hard time in Libra. It's like um, we use we memed it. You should follow us on Instagram with a mouse running on a, a hamster wheel because it doesn't really go anywhere, but you're trying so hard. So it makes people like passive aggressive or awkward. Um, but then also with like Mercury retrograde, like a lot of agreements could have been signed, maybe that weren't read. Overall, this like moon is just like a lot of pressure and like maybe like feeling sad. Um, also, though, this moon was exacerbated because Pluto stationed direct hours later and like they began filming right immediately at like this very heavy energy, especially since Pluto and Capricorn squares Libra by sign. So there's like all this tension from Pluto and then Saturn stationed direct four days later. So Saturn and Aquarius might have like, again, been the crew organizing, but mood wise, Saturn is also heavy. So it's just sort of like, I don't know. I wonder what the like vibe on the set was. It could not possibly have been chill or like uh jovial i guess yeah i mean it definitely seems like especially with pluto in the mix it seems to me like people pushing you to do things and you're like i literally can't do this but you know it's like people wanting to be doing it yeah wanting to be in control so you're just like brilliant okay well i guess i'll do it it's gonna be half ass but sure speaking of half ass (laughs) it's important to note that hannah had two roles on set 
She was the armorer and the assistant to the prop master. So she was being, you know, she was being pulled in a lot of different directions. Um, but people criticize her for leaving guns unattended on set, which is just a thing you should not do. Yeah. And she was also being yelled at for not helping the prop master and focusing more time as the armorer. So she's kind of just sucking at both roles because she as one person just couldn't do two jobs at once. Yeah. That to me also is just that, you know, Mars and Libra, like, hating life. Like, you're trying to do stuff, but it ends up, like, not going anywhere. And imagine, like, your whole job being that. You're trying to accommodate everyone around you, but it's just She's only 24. Yeah. So now that we have this background info... This is what Hannah says happened the day of the shooting. So Hannah loaded what she thought were six dummy rounds. So bullets that looked like real bullets but aren't real into the gun. And then the gun was left out on a tray on a cart for two hours. Like you should not leave shit unattended. But still. Um, So the gun was picked up by the assistant director who took it to Alec and he handed the gun to him and said, you know, cold gun. So obviously multiple things went wrong here. You're not supposed to leave a gun unattended, and the assistant director shouldn't be handing the gun to an actor. The armorer is supposed to do that. Then after the shooting happens, the film is shut down, and people start to investigate, like, how can this happen? And there currently are three investigations going on, but so far they learned that the gun Alex shot had a lead bullet in it, a.k.a. a real bullet. They also learned that the prop gun was used by crew members that morning for target practice, which I feel like it should not be a thing you should be allowed to do. Yeah, that has nothing to do with the movie. Crew members do not need to just be shooting guns for no reason. I don't think these were actors. I think they were just people dicking around, like, for fun in the desert. So... Mm. Hannah claims she has no idea where the live rounds came from. She followed the protocols for locking the gun up at night and during lunch. Um, And just so you guys know, we did our due diligence. We looked everywhere for Hannah's birth info, but shit is locked up (laughs) tight and cannot be found. Otherwise, we'd let you know. Like probably a Scorpio. But in addition to the investigation, there's like a shit ton of lawsuits going on. Hannah is actually suing the movie's gun and ammo supplier, saying she got a bunch of dummy bullets with live rounds in it. But I feel like if you what from what we just said, like, honestly, it probably was not that. Um, But the film script supervisor is also suing Alec and other producers for these unsafe conditions. And Alec is trying to have that lawsuit dismissed. And, you know, a lot of people have wondered why people are going so hard after Alec Baldwin, besides the fact that, I mean, he obviously had the gun that was shot. But at least, like, you're obviously a producer. Like, do you want to explain to us, like, why, you know, he's kind of being looked at as, like, you know, problematic in this situation or that it's, like, his fault? Yes. I want to caveat, I am not a movie producer (laughs) of any kind. I shoot, I produce, you know, low budget branded content, but alas, (laughs) as a producer. So this is totally separate. Like, even though he did shoot the gun, they're suing him not because of that. They're suing him firmly because of his producer role. And producers are there on set. Like, obviously, they... Um, have to find the money to fund the production. And that money goes to things like crew housing, um, 
having enough staff so people don't have to do two jobs. And people are saying that he cut a lot of corners when staffing and budgeting for this production because people didn't have the things that they needed. Like we said earlier, there was no COVID protocol. They stayed in shitty housing over an hour away. People were spread super thin. This was just like Clearly, you know, there's ways to shoot things on a budget, but you have to follow like protocol and safety, especially during COVID times. And especially if you're using guns, like in general. And, you know, I think a lot of times they use real guns so that you can save money on visual effects or CGI after the fact. So basically he was just being cheap and um, it showed. And it was not just showed, but there were deadly, showed. there were <laughs> deadly consequences, literally, from him being showed. a cheap fucking asshole. <laughs> well, thank you for that. But as of right now, no charges have been filed, but that doesn't mean there weren't any consequences. The assistant director who handed Alec the gun was removed from the set and replaced, and the investigation is still pending. Yeah, and... That um, assistant director had some other issues on previous sets. So again, like another oversight. But this is not the first time something like this has happened on a movie set. Another very similar tragedy happened on the set for a cult classic film called The Crow in the 90s. And Brandon Lee, who was the son of famous martial artist and stuntman Bruce Lee, was accidentally shot and killed by a gun on set when he was just 28 years old. So let's learn a little bit more about The Crow and what went down on that set. I mean, I'm not happy about how Brandon Lee died, but I am happy that I get to talk about The Crow because honestly, it is, you guys should watch it. It's like so goth. It's like the most goth thing that I've ever witnessed in my life. Um, It's based on a comic book. So The Crow was a film that was like adapted for the screen from that comic book. And Brandon played Eric Draven, also goth name. And Eric was a murdered musician who is, and this is literally from the Wikipedia page, resurrected by a supernatural crow to avenge the death of himself and his fiance, Shelly. I watched this as a child because my parents didn't understand like what a child should watch. But <laughs> I honestly, it is like so aggressive, but amazing. Wow, that explains a lot about you, Sarah. But it truly does. (laughs) um, This was a breakthrough role for Brandon. He had been in a few films before, but this was his time to crush it, prove to everyone that he could act on his own and not just because of his dad. And everyone on set was super impressed with him. They said he was incredibly dedicated to the role. So that just makes what happens next all the more sad. Yeah, he was also pretty hot, in my opinion. I think he was, like, very good looking. So he makes a case for good nepotism. Yes, but honestly, talented. he was, like, building up for this, though. Like, he was in a bunch of movies. This was, like, his big break. And also, I feel like him and his dad, like, weren't that close, but I could be making that up. Um, So uh, they were filming for a scene where his character gets shot and killed by... Um, I'm calling them dickheads, really. It was like gang members. Uh-huh. Um, but the gun they were using was a real revolver loaded with dummy rounds. And the gun wasn't properly checked. And if it had been, the armor would have noticed that there basically was an issue with this gun that would have made the dummy round leave the gun with the same force as like a normal real bullet. Damn. 
So they start the scene and an actor shoots at Brandon and he falls backwards instead of forwards like he was supposed to. The director calls cut, but Brandon doesn't stand up. Someone went and checked on him, noticed he was breathing weird and was unconscious. He wasn't bleeding, but after a few minutes, his pulse slowed down dramatically. So everyone freaks out and takes him to the hospital. So what's going on for him on this day? Okay, so we also don't have a chart for Brandon. However, he was also born on the same day as a new moon. So I'm using that chart, right? He was born um, on February 1st, 1965, and that coincided with a new moon in Aquarius, like we just had at 12 degrees. Um, So that was probably activated again for him. um, Oh, weird. Right? So on that day, Saturn was transiting Aquarius, um, and so, and Chiron was opposite in Leo. So that's going to be like Chiron is, or Saturn is the greater malefic. And so it brings about, you know, like dark changes in someone's life. And Chiron is again, these wounds. So when Chiron and Saturn are opposite, it's like, it's just tense and sort of like wounding. Um, but also he was killed during his nodal opposition. Whoa. And this is like the astrological transit that co- uh, coincides with uh, being 27. It corresponds to the 27 club the nodes are eclipse points, and eclipse points are like sudden endings or sudden beginnings. And so this opposition is sort of like it's a tornado of energy. A lot of people might get like thrown off track and like a lot of famous people die. Something that's also interesting is that in Helena's progress chart, the moon is in Aries, although we don't know the degree. And in his progress chart, the moon is in Aquarius. So the moon, the progress moon was on both of their sons when they died, which is just nothing to really... It's just an interesting fact for any astrology nerds out there. Yeah. That is so weird. Also in the transiting chart, we have Mars in Cancer opposite Uranus in Capricorn. So we're getting that like opposition again between the two planets that signify guns. Oh, weird. Yeah. Right. His his death is just weird to me because it was like such a freak accident and like, you know, like no one even knew what happened. Like, they thought he was, like, joking at first until they were, like... so sad. I know. Like, truly just, like, bizarre shit. But at the hospital, he undergoes six hours of emergency surgery. But despite doctors' best attempts to save him, he did die that same day. And after an investigation, it's decided that he was killed from an improperly loaded weapon. And after Brandon died, his fiance and mother did want the director to finish filming The Crow because there were only eight more days of filming left. Um, Brandon was basically done filming when he was shot. So, um, you know, like Sarah mentioned, this really was his big break and they really wanted this movie to be out there. And so if you do ever watch the movie, the majority of it is Brandon and a very tiny portion um, is covered by stunt doubles and special effects. But it, like, wasn't all kumbaya. Like, it didn't just, like, end with people, like, holding hands, walking off into the sunset. Um, Brandon's mom eventually sued the filmmakers because she was like, yo, you dickheads killed my son because somebody didn't do their job. And eventually she probably got a fat check because they settled out of court. But, I mean, it doesn't take, like, a genius to recognize that this tragedy and Russ are pretty similar. So... Dana, hit us with that bye wheel, baby. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty fucking weird. So I know, I'm excited for this. <laughs> yes, and just so you know, a bye wheel is when you take two charts and overlap them so you can see similarities and dynamics. So, Dana, take it away. Where to begin? Okay, oh so I'll begin with the fact that Rust was shot during the Crow's nodal opposition. Whoa. So it's like 
And also then Brandon's nodal return. So I guess. Holy shit. I mean. Oh my God. Maybe crazy. he's haunting the set. Honestly. Because, like like gonna- Dana always says, people may die, but charts never do. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely evidence that like charts get triggered through time. I literally um, was thinking that this is a nodal opposition because everything lately has been a nodal opposition. Yeah. It really has or been. Or like a coming, also- like a coming back of the nodes or something. A return. <laughs> <laughs> a coming back of the nodes. <laughs> I like that better. Well, also, so Rust Chiron is conjunct the crow's sun and Venus retrograde in Aries. And so Chiron, again, is these primordial wounds. Sun is spirit and Venus retrograde is being in our feelings. But also, like, Rust was shot right before Venus retrograde. There are certain, like, broader cycles that coincide in a lot of these charts. Chiron is in all of them, right? And so, anyway, though, like, this is all just sort of, like, the wounding energy. Also, rust Pluto is conjunct the crow Uranus Neptune conjunction. And so having Uranus and Neptune like exactly conjunct in Capricorn is sort of like a complete disregard for structure. So Uranus is so I mean, it seems like that was a freak accident, right? On the crow, but I don't know. Just something, or I guess it could be like something in a structure collapsing. And so Uranus is a wild card. Neptune's like very delusional. Pluto is Kevin Spacey in seven. So like anyone who was born in 1993 or 1994 probably understands what, or just like having like a weird transit going on right now. Something crazy has happened to you in your life. For this movie, um, someone else died. I mean, so to me, it makes sense. Like the Uranus-Neptune conjunction in Capricorn, like Capricorn is structures. Like this movie set, like guns are supposed to be this thing that you pay attention to and are careful about, but like on the set of The Crow, they didn't think anything was wrong, you know? Also, it's during the set and return. So we have the set and return and the nodal opposition occurring, which I guess they usually coincide, but this is like... You should have learned from it. I just feel like, I wonder if Saturn and Aquarius is like more like a sensational, I don't know, stories about stuff that like impact people over a long period of time. Saturn return is interesting though to me though because it's like you guys like literally haven't learned shit from this. Like you're doing the same fuckboy things with guns on your set. Yeah, I wonder if it's just like America's relationship to guns in general and just like what we've learned from every mass shooting in history is like we still have no regulations about guns in this country and just like we don't ever seem to to learn and I just feel like the the US in general just has such a fucked up relationship with guns and we just never learn despite all of the tragedies that keep unfolding right in front of our faces. So what happens next? Though incidents like what happened to Helena and Brandon are super rare, people are pissed and they want to ban the use of live weapons on set. Why? Because the U.S. Federal Workplace Safety Agency doesn't require gun safety on sets. So the industry creates and follows its own rules, which, as we know, is like typically never good. So that's problematic. And because we have dope ass CGI now, we don't really need real guns. Like, yeah, it's like expensive, but you can add Pay in for real it. guns and effects with computers. So that's kind of like the argument. Insurance will go up otherwise. Like something will go up in price. Exactly. People are just being cheap and lazy, honestly. CGI mofos. Um, but after Rust happened, Eliza Hutton, Brandon's fiance, at the time of his death, urged the film industry con- to consider alternatives to real guns on sets. And people are joining in on this call, like our boy, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> so he's not our boy, but we want him to be. But after all, like we said, guns continue to this day to not be regulated on sets. So we'll see if anything happens. Yeah. 
People are, you know, there's like a petition right now asking to ban them. Livia Wilde and other actors like The Rock lent their support. And some sets even have already said they won't be using real guns anymore. So some changes. Like, I mean, use a real gun if you want, but like check it properly, I guess, is like. Yeah, I don't. The end. Don't want, like snuff film. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, technically, that was a snuff film. Two all right, snuff Dana. Films. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dana, what do you think? Will there be regulations or the same old bullshit? Here's what we do know Mars will retrograde in Gemini, and Mars retrograded in Gemini the same year that Alec Baldwin was born. So this is going to trigger the birth cycle that he was born in. So maybe he, I think that he will, like, legislation against him or people will file lawsuits against him and then that will trigger into bigger, like, you know, studios or however business in Hollywood works. Also, the eclipses in Aries and Libra from April 2023 through March 2025. And Helena and Alec are both, um, uh. what, Helena, Alec, Rust, and the crow all were on like the Aries Libra axis. So this is wow. significant oh, for them. Oh shit. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. I bet right? they're going to go to court. Um, yeah. And also, okay, so the first solar eclipse will be at 29 degrees of Aries on uh, April 19th. And that coincides with Brandon Lee's sudden return to the degree oh in my Pisces. God. So I feel like it'll all come together in some way. Um, and we'll, like, I don't think it's going to. Uh, not have something come of it, I think. And I think this is April nineteenth, twenty twenty three. Yes, sorry. Okay, so we'll have to keep an eye out for what happens next year. Yes, and Mars retrogrades on October thirtieth. So, but we know how long things take to go to court. So that's pretty much only a year from now. So yeah. Well, also everyone who I mentioned, except for um, Helena, had Mars retrograde the year they were born. So wow. Wow. Wild. Significant gun shit. Significant gun shit. Damn. We want to, again, give our condolences to Helena Hutchins' family. I know she was a mom and a wife. That's so sad. And um, to Brandon Lee's family as well. But next week, we are switching gears as always. So we're taking it all the way back to the 70s to talk about the war on drugs. Hope you like crack. <laughs> Just a little like crack to follow up the snuff film. <laughs> All right. Uh, with that, I'm Elise. I'm Dana. And I'm Sarah. And this is Allegedly Astrology. 